Hey everyone, welcome back to our podcast edition. This is Cece. And this is Claire. And happy Sunday to everyone listening into our page six of our season three, episode five of Sundition. Grab a snack or sip some tea as we dive into our culture chat on media's effect on our consumption. So as you know, for season three, our theme is media and podcasters on Letter to the Podcasters. So, you know, if you want to check it out, go ahead. And so today's topic is media's effect on consumption. I know we've talked about consumption before, but never to, I guess, this extent about, you know, media. So we can do like a rough overview first. So our consumption is, I guess, basically what we buy, ranging from clothing, skincare, stuff like stationery, water bottles, etc. And consumption is fine. We all consume. We all buy stuff, whether from online stores, in-store, whatever. But there's a line that we cross where it becomes overconsumption. And what is overconsumption? Overconsumption is just buying so much to the point where we don't use any of the things we buy. And then we end up throwing away unused things, which stays in landfills and creates other big issues like pollution and climate change. And overconsumption like this also depletes our resources since when factories produce a lot of these things that we buy, you know, we buy them, but then they end up going to waste, mm-hmm. right? So that also depletes resources. So for us to CC, what are some things that we buy that we might overconsume? So for me, it was when I was younger, I even wrote like an essay on this, but it was definitely stationary. I'd be like, oh, oh my God, one of my most, re- uh, not regrettable per se, because I o- usually ended up using them. Actually, there's two things. One, erasers. Do you remember those really, really cute, cute erasers? And you bought them because it was cute and it was too hard to even use. Like, I just Yeah, you can't st- use them at and all. And they were small. They were tiny. Like, <laughs> they're not for mm-hmm. erasing, but they're so mm-hmm. cute. And I was like, oh, I'm buying this and this and that. And I used to buy so many pens, pencils. And at Costco, there was this 100-pack, like, a circle, like one of those Lazy Susans. Oh, the gel pens, Yeah, the gel right? pens. I begged my mom so much for that. And she finally got it. And I don't use them as much as how much they cost. I eventually, like, I made use of them because later on, like, arts and crafts. You might as well. Mm-hmm. But... It was a regrettable purchase. Like, I overconsume. I don't, well, I don't want to, I'm not here to brag, but I don't think I overconsume a lot because mm. my parents were always, you know, like, right, like if the you have 10 like, things, pick two. And we're going to go. Yeah. But yeah. even then, like, I've had regrettable purchases where I'm like, damn, I wish I hadn't spent my money on this. Mm-hmm. Like, Agreed. clothes. <laughs> I have a lot of clothes <laughs> that for some reason like when I'm in my changing room I'm like yeah I love this and whatnot and then when I go out I'm like ah uh, like it always happens like right literally when I leave the store I'm going like um should I have bought that uh, and then I end up keeping it so most of the time mm-hmm. and then I don't wear it mm-hmm. yeah you know, for me, for clothing, I tend to have, or like, I think most products in general now, this mentality was not here before, as a disclaimer. So, before, no, sorry, not before, I meant now, 
I have this thing. It's like, oh, I really like this thing, but I choose to not buy it in the moment and then maybe walk away, sit on it, think about it for a bit. Hopefully, it's still in the store I'm at or still online. So then I don't, or I try not to make regrettable decisions anymore.、Mm-hmm. Of course, this mentality was not there a couple years ago, where I used to like buy stuff all the time.、Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Is there another thing that you think you buy a lot of skincare? So、mm-hmm. safe to say, like now I'm more conscious about what I purchase because for me, I vet my skincare a lot. So what I buy, I know I like, and I'm like I know that like I don't regret my skincare purchases most of the time. Like、mm-hmm. now I don't because I know、mm-hmm. what I'm gonna buy. But before, oh my god, there's some things. Cause I'd buy things and I'd not use it right away because I want to finish what I have. But then I end up like,、mm-hmm. I think I used to think, oh, I really wanted this and I'm gonna use it, and then I don't end up using it as much as I want to. I see.、Mm-hmm. And so I had to throw away my skincare because I opened it, didn't use it as much, and it expired. And skincare, like, especially、Bad、with active, yeah. But yeah, that's my my thing. I think skincare for me also used to be a big problem because、mm. I try different things, new things, and my skin I think is very particular. I can't have anything too harsh, or any super strong exfoliants or things like that. But I didn't know that beforehand. Maybe、mm-hmm. three years ago, so I'd go around buying stuff, trying them out, realizing that ah this doesn't work for my skin, but I can't exactly return it because I already opened it and used it. Mm-hmm. So they become my quote backup products, but the thing is,、mm-hmm. I've now I found products that work for my skin, right?、Mm-hmm. But I can't even use the other ones anymore because maybe like they burn my face or something. Yeah. So I end up just leaving it in the bathroom, and they just go unused. I honestly should throw them away because it's it, like it's just been so long since I bought them, and they've probably expired. <sighs> But yeah, I mean, now I know what works best for my face, so I just stick with like the same products now. So that's good.、But、yeah, clothing was also a big problem too, like I mentioned before. So I donate clothes, though I don't throw them away. Yeah, but that's also a problem within itself. Like many、mm-hmm. people are using the excuse of donating to buy more clothes, and、True. obviously donating、True. like. There's like ish. There's like a dark side to it, right? Because what happens to all those clothes at Goodwill that don't get bought? You know. Oh, maybe they get thrown away too, huh? Yeah. Probably.、Ugh. So many issues. I don't know what to say. So that was our little take on overconsumption overall. But once again, our theme is media, so we can talk about that too. So since our podcast is catered towards. I guess adolescents and young adults. We can stick to that for now, but also because me, Claire, I am taking a developmental psych course, and I learned some stuff about the human brain when it's developing during adolescent time. So, for the adolescent brain, it craves attention and acceptance from peers and kids around them, and that's pretty much their biggest goal, their biggest value throughout these developmental years. They don't exactly care about like. Oh, my mom doesn't like it when I wear these clothes. It's more like, oh, everyone else is wearing these, so I'm gonna get、mm-hmm. them. 
So when you see kids wearing interesting choices of clothing, maybe accessories or shoes, you see a whole bunch of them wearing them, it's probably because it's a trend right now. And they just want to be cool. They just want to fit in. Which is normal, I think. Like, Yeah. Like, I'm sure in your class, like, even in, like, our basic psych class, that's where, that's, like, been the thing for, like, hundreds of Mm -hmm. years where Mm -hmm. you're at an age where you're more influenced by the people around you. But I think with, like, getting into media, there's obviously a difference between trends nowadays and, like, a hundred years ago. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because, like, for media, everything's in your face. Mm -hmm. Advertisements everywhere. I, yeah. Yeah, so it's... We're not here to blame everything on current media because it's been a thing for a while. It's just to the extent, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, we've had, like, their, like the attention-seeking, the, oh, I want to buy this type of thing. But media just makes it even worse, I'd say. But, yeah, back to adolescent brain. One other aspect that I do want to mention is how they act like, super impulsively. Mm. Like, how our limbic systems or our emotion, impulse-driven areas of our brain are developing faster than our prefrontal cortex, which manages control and higher thinking and things like that. So because of that, we act much quicker than we do analyze, which means Mm -hmm. our actions are quicker than when we think about them. So for medias and products, um, of course, there's social media at this age and an increased use of technology. So we've got Phones all day, laptops all day for school, work, and also for leisure time. And because of that, brands like to advocate their products toward you through these devices in social media such as Instagram, Facebook, etc. And they're all trying to get your attention in terms of these brands marketing to you. Which means teens get bombarded with this type of information all day, every day, when they're spending their free time, even when they're online. Like, do you ever notice that when you go to another website to look at products, that when you go to a different website for work, it shows you advertisements for those same products? Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're fast. The they're so fast. Hard, but these, these ads work faster. <laughs> they work harder. They work harder. They work harder. Because I remember I was looking at shoes the other day, like Nikes, and then I saw like a whole bunch of ads the other day for like a, on like a calculator I was using for calc to check my work. Absolutely horrific. I don't want to see them. I just, I just need to work, dude. I don't want them in the back of my brain throughout <laughs> the rest of my day. Yeah. Yeah. But if we combine like the adolescent brain and media... It's not only is it adolescent brain because, like, it's just the how... I think brain in general. How, one, how sophisticated... Oh, actually, one will, like, let me stick with the brain first, but you can definitely still see a trend of middle adults still over-consuming, right? It's not just Mm -hmm. adolescents. Mm -hmm. I think there's a point with, like, this impulsive stuff. That's why there's more, like, mental disorders, right? Like... Right. Things like binging, especially with eating disorders, right? A lot of it comes from this um, this new culture that is kind of like you think impulsivity is more correlated with young adults, but because of this new culture, it per- like it doesn't go away when you get older. 
True. You know, that's like from my point, like usually, oh, when you get older, you get more mature. But media is making, is even stopping for, uh, is stopping us from truly maturing as a, like a more rational person. Yeah. Yeah. So you have like adults still doing this overconsumption, right? It's like a continuous. When it should have stopped. Yeah, when it should have stopped. And two is. Like, I feel like. Like, this probably ha- didn't happen, like you said, back, like, 100 years ago. No media, no technology. So, it, yeah, maybe overconsumption was less. I don't know if you guys have heard this story, but... So, Target ran an ad on pregnant women, right? So, if they... Um, they tried to target specific, like, baby stuff, um, maternity, apparel, all that, mm-hmm. to send it to pe- uh, customers, right? Customers they had the address mm-hmm. of, of people who were already, uh, like, people who were already pregnant. But they were so good that this one lady, like, so this one girl, or she was, like, a college student, like, young, or I don't, actually, it was just a young, young female, right? Mm-hmm. And she started getting these ads sent her home about maternity stuff and, like, baby stuff. And her dad was like, Target, like, what is this? Like, my daughter is not pregnant. Was she pregnant? And she was like, I'm not pregnant. Like, I don't know why this happened. And turns out she was pregnant. She even fucking... <gasps> oh, oh, she what? didn't even know it. She didn't even know. She didn't even know. It's just the type of, like... Because they send it based on obviously they don't know know that you're pregnant, right? Of but course. the stuff you're buying, right? Like the consumption habits, they were they were put through analytics and like they're like, oh, this person seems likely to be pregnant. <gasps> That's it's good. crazy. Like, well, good when Target knows. Yeah. And Target didn't even know that because it's all automate aut- automated right oh yeah obviously so they're like like, analytics program (laughs) yeah that's cut that's scary what the fuck (sighs) jesus imagine being like getting maternity ads and then you're like i'm not pregnant take a paternity yeah because obviously there's some habits like like Mm -hmm. food mm, times of day stuff like that you can that's why people are like like at one like at one point things like social media and your shopping habits like you know how the whole stuff with like oh the like the social media companies are spying on you and people are like so who yeah. cares like what do i do on social media that would affect me? like is the everything like, well cuz they're like oh is like a foreign government going to like ruin this country by figuring out like i'm looking at memes or like i'm looking at handbags but your shopping habits and your consumption tells they say so, so much, much about more than you. you think, guys. Oh, on Google, I, I think there's like an ad analytic thing that you can turn off. And I looked, and they had all these assumptions listed about me. And it was so scary. Wait, what? Yeah. They had like, oh, like, you look at blah, blah, you look at this, you are this, this is what you might like to see, or something like that, this is what you look at, and I was like, I'm turning the- I'm turning this off right now. So, yeah. So, if you guys use Google, if you want to turn it off, there's a way to, just search up online. Mm-hmm. It's mad scary. Anyways. Consumption. <laughs> <laughs> and the brain. 
So I guess back to that, brain seeks validation and acceptance, and it also acts impulsively because of media, which drives them to buy the product everyone is raving about online. And then when they get it, they realize, damn it, I don't want this, or I'm not going to use it. But they end up keeping it, because I feel like a lot of people are super lazy when it comes to returning things online. Mm. Are you? I don't buy clothes online, but Amazon... Not really. Uh, yeah, I am. I'm a bit. Amazon lazy. has a very good, not a very good, but has an efficient return policy. They, they, so I'm okay I with appreciate. That. I mean, yeah, I like Amazon yeah. because of its efficient return policy and it's convenient. It's also a hassle. Like people, it's like economics, right? Sunk cost fallacy, right? You already paid thirty dollars mm-hmm. for it, and it's gonna you're gonna get thirty dollars back, but you're also gonna lose five dollars, right? You already paid $30, and you're going to lose it either way. So you have to think about it in terms of... Do I want to pay my shipping both ways for me to return this? Yeah. Or would I just rather keep the the item? Mm -hmm. And that's a lot for things other than, like, places other than Amazon, where shipping is a big thing. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. I am a culprit of this, but yeah. People are pretty lazy to return products that they don't want, especially when shipping's involved. So that leads them to, I think, keep the item that they don't use, and then, but they end up throwing it away anyway. So, then what's the point? Of course, they don't know that now, so their decision making's different than how we're analyzing. But you know, still bad. So overconsumption is there even a way to fix this? I don't know. Because there's so many factors involved. Media, our brain, society as a whole, our values, capitalistic values and things like that. What do you think? I think it brings in the effect, like, individual um, individual uh, effort versus, like, a community effort. So, obviously, right. this stuff is, like, it's human nature, right? It's just basically mm-hmm. these companies preying upon our human nature. And I hate to say, like, like for me, I hate to say that, like, companies are at fault because companies are made up of people, right? Just like us. Mm-hmm. So there's no real... Um, there's no culprit, real culprit to blame. Yeah, there's no real culprit to blame, blame because, one, yes, it's their fault, but also, like, this is... We're putting this out there, in, like, to talk about how you can individually change your consumption habit not Mm -hmm. because like it is um like solely our fault as consume individual consumers but also individual work is the only way to get to a community effort right because one person can change things like we've learned about Mm -hmm. in psych like if just even one person out of a thousand people dissent the other 999 or more are more likely to dissent as well right so it's not Mm -hmm. like People are like, oh, it's not worth it to try to, like, even change my habits because it's, it's the media companies, right? I We have to mm-hmm. just fight them through legislation, which, obviously, legislation is important, right? The law, basically. But there's also, mm-hmm. like, it's not entirely futile to be, uh, to change your consumption habit because a consumer is powerful, right? If the consumer mm-hmm. starts to change their habits, the companies will follow after the consumer. Right. I remember 
watching The Social Dilemma on Netflix, which is a documentary about media. And I remember the people who helped create these products saying, oh my god, we didn't think that the social media platform would be this good, right? Back to what you said about people still being people, those people, I don't think they ever anticipate that their platforms or whatever they're creating will be so powerful and so scarily accurate. Like target analytics, like you said before. It's... I don't know. It's just because like the analytics program is so scary accurate, which is how they're able to target us. But these people also don't anticipate firsthand that, you know, they would have such a huge impact on everyone. But also, like you said, for individual actions versus corporations and legislation, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people think that it's a single effort that creates a solution. Like they think, oh, just legislation is going to create a solution, or oh, just individual actions would create a solution. Which, of course, doesn't even make sense because there's like statistics saying that individual actions will not solve this problem. But that's only if you consider individual actions by themselves. Mm -hmm. That's only if you consider that without legislation, without corporations changing their habits, changing their systems and things like that, right? So there's, I don't know, there's just like a lot of different factors that we have to play into if we ever want to fix this issue. I wrote a paper like a while back talking about the marketing strategies of Sephora.com, so like the website. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I did is to – so basically what they have is called Klarna, which is a pay, a pay like an installment, is installment payments, right? And it basically okay. encourages people to buy the stuff that they can't really afford. Like say you want a $60 serum. You can't afford a $60 serum right now, but you can't afford – 10 bucks like, 10 bucks and yeah. you'll pay 10 so bucks like next months. month and you'll pay 10 bucks next like next next month and mm-hmm. it like obviously for some people like if you're low on a budget and this like product is the only thing that works for you like it saves your face and you really need it like sure but that's like very few like most people buying mm-hmm. on Sephora are going to be people who you know like like who buy more than one thing especially all those rouge members and vib yeah so it like i said encourages like constant buying Mm -hmm. right and so one thing Mm -hmm. i said that would help is basically having a list of things you already need right like if you want Mm -hmm. something you put it on a list Right, because once you write it down, like I need this moisturizer, like physically write it because there's like studies showing you writing can help helps your mind process, but like med- better than just typing it or like saving a screenshot of what you want. So you uh-huh. can think through it and be like, I will need this by this time, right? So if you mm-hmm. really need to pay, like if you really want it, then you can plan it out, right? And mm-hmm. by planning it out, you're like, hmm, maybe I don't need this, right? Yeah, because, I mean, like, you go f- through the extra steps, the extra effort, and you're like, eh. And you also, like, get to think it out, too. And one thing is, like, figure out where you purchase from, because 
Um, so Klarna, like this is talking in context of Sephora.com, is Klarna right. the pay by installment is not offered in store. Like they don't when you go there, they don't say, "Do you want to pay this by installment?" You don't get that. But oh, when so you then buy you have online, to f- buy online. Mm-hmm. So figuring out like these are like strategies. If you really feel like you're over consuming, you're trying to save, you should look at these strategies instead of buying online. Unless you really need a product that's only online, buy in store. Buy in store. Know? Okay. And two is the funny thing is it's actually better to shop in groups. I know people don't think about it in that way. So say you're shopping in person. They did the study, and when they found that you shop in a group, you're tech, you're more rational, and it like moderates mm. the effect of what we call like present bias, which is like focusing only on right now and not about like in the future. Like ten dollars right now, like oh ten dollars today. Oh, it's not bad, but later in in a, like a week, you're like shoot, I need those ten dollars for dinner. Or like, mm. shoot, I should have bought something else with those ten dollars, mm. right? And then, um, sorry. Do, 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 do you know why it's makes us more rational when we shop in groups? It's um, so for that, it's more of just like it's peer pressure. You don't want to like seem like an impulsive buyer. Like, this is in general, like, if you're shopping in groups, people don't like to seem, like, usually, like, in general, they don't like to, this could be a cultural thing, but you don't want to be seen mm-hmm. buying too much by other people. Cause that's you feel, true, like, you yeah, judge. for us. Because the study was on Singaporean, and that's a different culture than, say, Western culture, because, like, mm-hmm. in Chinese culture, it's, like, in some cultures, it seemed better to be humble and, like, spend less, right? Mm-hmm. Compared to here. Yeah, because even within, like, our family, you, we never brag about what we buy. We brag about... Oh, no, unless it's like, oh, I got a sale. sale. That's what you brag. You brag about yeah. how cheap you got it and how little you bought. Mm-hmm. Right? So, that, like, Definitely noted, a it's a different thing. culture. Yeah. But if you feel like your friends don't spend that much, go shopping with them instead. Because that will help you deal with like their presence will like dampen your own um dampen your um your instinctive yeah impulsive mm-hmm. actions yeah so overconsumption is like one bad for the environment and two it like from a philosophical standpoint it ruins our morals because when you're focusing True. so much on what you're buying and not focusing on, like, other intangible things like com- uh, friendship, relationship, um, uh, like, I remember reading compassion. about that. Like, it's shown that overconsumption or, con- like, materialism Just consumption in general, leads to yeah. the, like, fall of, like, non-materialistic values. So uh, since we're so focused on it, anyways, mm-hmm. it's I guess like the society too emphasizes. Yeah. And it I know so people much. say like, like brand products and things like that. Yeah, when they're shoving it in your face, like, oh, I have a Louis Vuitton bag, and you're like, ah, oh, damn it, I want one too. Mm-hmm. So then I can show off to people instead yeah. of you know valuing other things like compassion. Yeah, this isn't to say like people who buy a lot are bad people. It's oh yeah, not at all. It's just in general as a society, right? So this is that kind of big picture vibe. 
Just like a trend we see. And a lot of like, a lot of researchers see that too. Mm-hmm. Well, we hope you enjoyed this page six. We know it's a little, um, it's more practical, I would say, than our other page six yeah. ones because it, this is something you can control. Mm-hmm. So hopefully we don't feel like we need to consume as much and don't like this is also like don't feel shame about your consumption as well because that will make it harder for you to actually consume less true right focus on stressed out about focus on your systems rather than um like your like feelings like guilt and shame Mm -hmm. not good Anyway, that's our page six for today. But before we leave you, we still have our fun thing to do on Sunday to start your week off right. So our thing for today is budgeting. And that goes for money today because we're talking about consumerism, materialism, spending, etc. So I think we can all spend some time figuring out how much money we are setting aside for what categories, such as food, leisure, etc. Thank you so much for listening and have a great Sunday.